Welcome back to Two Girls and a Mic. It's been a hot minute, but we are back in the building. Two Girls and a Mic. I am Lala. This one over here singing. I'm rapping. You're rapping. You're rapping. Been a hot minute. Been a hot minute. I said, did it. What the? You lot are haters, man. You lot are haters. This one's got no skills whatsoever. I'm gonna put a remix out on that, and then you mm. lot are gonna be like, I know her, I know her. Yeah. You're gonna be one of them, them vi- one of them people that go viral for all the wrong reasons. <laughs> the wrong yeah. Reasons. I am delivered. <laughs> one of that life on that. It's been a hot minute. Been it's a hot been a while. Minute. What have no, you been up to? Um. I don't know. Have I left the country? I don't know. Um, what have I been up to? I've just been chilling. Yeah. I've just been, <clears throat> you know, typical me, typical angry me, <laughs> rolls eyes. Um, yeah, no, I've just been, I just been chilling, mm. chilling, working, working. Um, and, I feel like you've been doing more than that. Have I though? We come I can't, to you when I we can't finish. Think of what I've been doing. Like, oh yeah, I forgot. I've been doing this. I've been doing that. No, honestly, I can't. I, I going to weddings and stuff. Oh yeah, you know, I've been Flossing. going to. I've been going to. Oh yeah, I mean that's an everyday activity. Um, <laughs> See, the same person that wants to be telling people their lies. I'm not been doing anything really. No, I'm not. I've just been out, you I'm know, not. every day eating food, going to weddings and stuff, leaving Nala all by her. Oh, what's going on there? Fancy. You fancy, oh, huh? Lovely. Anyway, so we're not going to say where we are because where we are are with people that are in our bad books. They might not know it yet, but they are. So <laughs> let's just get on with the show now. You're in a brand new... You said... <laughs> <laughs> hot, hot, hot. Hot, hot, hot. <laughs> La, what are we talking about this It week? does look nice, but we're not we're mentioning not it. it. <laughs> We've got new rules around here. There's some new rules around here. Do you know what? Oh, okay, this is what we're going to talk about. Do you watch... Oh, wow, there's a sweet machine in here and every... <gasps> Don't say it. <laughs> Don't oh, okay. say it. I'm sorry, I just We're not going to talk about the That's Harry what they Rose do. Stormis. They get you off... off Because there's Harry <laughs> Rose in there and everything. We ain't saying it, though. Trying to pull us in with treats. You see what they do? We ain't saying it, they though. They know they're slick. Anyway, do you ever, um, did you watch um, The Handmaid's Tale? But can I just say, they got ting in that, in that, in that team. <laughs> just... Oh, God. All right, okay. No! We're going to reevaluate this later Okay. <laughs> the Handmaid's Tale. No, I didn't watch it. Okay. Do you know what it's about? No. So basically, it's just about a society. Oh, yeah, I do know a little bit where women are second-class yeah, citizens. Very much so. Oh, I see and where you're just, going with yeah. this. Yeah. And a certain type of woman is basically used just to be like a breeding machine, yeah? Mm-hmm, For mm-hmm. very influential, rich white men mm-hmm. and their wives who also have a role to play, mm-hmm. like a complicit role. Mm-hmm. They're not as powerful as men, obviously, because they're women, but at yeah. the same time, they have a little, a little bit of control. Right. So over the past week, like, all of this stuff kicking off, in the States with Bill Cosby, with oh, Brett Kavanaugh. We gotta talk about that. It's just mad. I'm just like, wow, what is going on? And my mum, she's heavily into the handmaid's tale, so she mm-hmm. actually got me into it. Mm-hmm. And she's like, you see, this is what it's like, blah, blah, blah. Cause don't think that just because this is a fictional story that this can happen and this isn't true. Yeah. I was like, all right, mum, you know how mums can hype it up sometimes. But then yeah. I, when I watched it and then obviously seeing everything unfolds, especially with Brett Kavanaugh and his hearing and listening to the woman. Can I just stop you? Because I I don't want to take it from this really serious point that you were talking about. But I thought you were going to talk about how we, two Mm. girls on the mic, are second-class citizens to a certain (laughs) other podcast. I thought you were going to just land straight there. I was going to get there, but the Haribo mix, it kind of... And now the TV screen is now no, distracting me. No, I ain't even, I ain't See, even they, on that. Yeah. I ain't even on the TV. I ain't even going to mention the TV. <laughs> the TV Okay? We are not even going to tell you whose voice that is. and fancy. That's okay. names will not be mentioned on this podcast as long as we are second-class citizens. But yeah, but anyway. <laughs> What's that chair's coming closer? <laughs> Right, so... But, yeah, yeah. but you know, yeah, second-class second citizens and all that um, mm-hmm. for women mm-hmm. and kind of watching um, Brett Kavanaugh give his really terrible testimony terrible. and watching... Um, oh, God, the doctor's name. Sorry. Already, it's already missed me. It was just so much. Oh, the female? The, yeah, the lady, the yeah. Doctor, was it Dr. Ross? 
No, that is really bad. I can't remember the lady's name, but I was... Well, her composure in any event. Yeah, very much taken aback by what she was saying. So it just makes me think, are we really turning into a world of, um, you know, a world of, like, not very... where we're not very progressive, where it seems like we're turning into a Gilead state, which is the name of the fictional um, country in mm-hmm. the book mm-hmm. of The Handmaid's Tale, where it's just won by rich white men who don't give a shit about women. Yeah. Least of all black women. Yeah. What is happening? Well, I mean, the world, unfortunately, I mean, we're starting off this, note, this show on a grim note, but the world yeah. is, is a lot like that. It is a lot like that. You have... Um, you have countries in the world where women are being slaughtered, raped, wholesale, um, because of, you know, kind of civil wars that are going on. You have that going on um, notably at the moment in the Congo, and there's another place which I need to um, look up so I get the name right, where, as I said, wholesale, women are just being killed, raped, butchered, harmed, in the name of war and warfare, mm. you've got um, countries. I mean, you know, if not that I necessarily like the terms, but first world and third world countries, where you know women's rights are, you know, compromised all the time. So I mean, it, 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 we may not be, we may not be as a, in a Gilead. Is it called Gilead? Gilead, Gilead yeah. state yet, but. I mean, there are definitely um, overtures of what you're saying, yeah. and there's definitely a whole, a whole book, if not a whole encyclopedia, a whole encyclopedia of chapters of women all around the world who are being mistreated. Mm. So, you know. Okay. So the um, the the doctor in question, her name is Dr. Christine Blasey Ford. Oh, right, She's yeah, the lady that gave her testimony, mm. and then you know. Even after that, they still um, made Brett Kavanaugh um, Supreme Court Justice, which is basically it's a lifetime job. Yep. Um, it, he could essentially just affect, you know, the criminal justice system in America for like decades to come. Mm-hmm. I just think it's disgusting. It's like all of these men who have been accused of like sexual assault. What I think is really disgusting about that whole thing as well is that um, some people Oof. feel as though it's just politics like don't, they don't even really see through to the actual issues of it mm. so they only see it as the democrats have pushed forward this woman to stop um kavanaugh brett kavanaugh who's a republican mm. from taking this seat um in the supreme court because if he takes a seat in the supreme court obviously they do they do um influence and shape and mold law and leg- legislation and it will give the Republicans a uh, stronghold mm. over the, the American legislative, yeah, yeah. legislative arm. And that's all people were kind of putting this whole issue down to and were talking about it on. That's the level they were talking about it on, as opposed to, you would think, talking about it in terms of sexual violence, rape culture, which we know exists, mm. still hasn't been tackled, still going on people out there still talking about, oh, me too means I don't really know how to act when I approach women. <laughs> <laughs> what are you trying to tell right. me that you, 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 had, you had rape vibes? Mm. <laughs> you had rape vibes in your body? Because somebody actually argued me down like, when they were like, how oh, do we approach women? Now? I'm like, just don't rape. That's, just don't what do you rape. Mean? What do you mean? Don't like, touch. What do you mean? What do I mean? Don't use your hands. Do you know not that you're not supposed to do that. How like, do you talk to your mum? Mm. That's what you should have said. How do you talk to your mum? How do you talk to your sisters? Really how do you talk to your cousins? How do you talk to a, a woman that maybe works with you or a, super, a woman that works as your superior how would you talk to them don't start acting brand new that you don't know how to talk you suddenly don't know how to approach women because mm. that's bs of the highest order so yeah i mean that whole um the whole i think it's hearing scary. i actually find it quite scary yeah i do but you know what we can't live lives of fear can mm. we so but uh, the whole hearing Um, And I watched bits of it, and I watched um, Brett Kavanaugh's testimony, and I just, I couldn't even believe it. I said, this man, 
this man, they're going to place him as a judge in the supreme, a whole supreme court judge. Mm. The man was crying, shouting, acting a damn fool. Mm. I just said, this is the temperament of mm. a supreme court judge. <laughs> wow. And then you compare that to um, Dr. Ford, mm. who was composed and who was, you know, forthright in as much as she could be about, you know, what she recalled in the whole incident. And then you compare mm. that to, <laughs> to the president standing up afterwards. Mocking her. It's like, wait a America's second. America's whole ass has like, actually fallen out right now. I myself, as the president, you, you're mocking. I know, but you know what? It can't get any lower. Oh, I can't, just, I can't even be... I, yeah, I can't, I can't keep being surprised yeah. by him. <laughs> it's funny because as we speak right now, um, Kanye West has literally just finished the meeting with Donald and he is looking like such a jackass talking to him. And Donald is actually sitting there and nodding his head, not saying anything. Kanye is just talking in circles. It's getting to the point where this isn't even funny to me anymore. No, like, it's not funny to me. Well, I feel like I'm watching someone's demise. Yeah. If I'm I think honest. we probably are. Yeah, I just feel like I can't entertain Kanye anymore. So I'm yeah. just not going to, I don't want to talk about him too much because I just feel like he's been used by Trump. He's been used by TMZ as well. That's pissing me off. Like Harvey, I think after that, the last TMZ thing, probably saw the clicks and just thought, yeah, let's invite him back. And they've invited him back for what? To talk more, make so America yeah, great exactly. again. Like, what are you doing? This man clearly isn't well and you're using him to boost up your, your profile. Are you yeah. mad? But you know, um, at the moment, I'm not. I'm not sympathetic towards Kanye. I'm not sympathetic. Yeah, I, I just don't want to watch it because yeah. I know what the end result is going to be, and if people are going to sit by and let him just kind of, you know, take himself yeah. out, then I'm out. Yeah. I just wonder, like, all those people. Do you remember back in the days, like, not even so mm. far away, when people used to be, no, but Kanye's a genius. Mm. Kanye's a genius. Yeah, he's the truth. He's the truth. He's the truth. Yo, he's the the truth. truth is this, your, is this your truth? <laughs> is this your genius? Let me, let me live is in the this matrix. Your genius? Yeah. Let me take the blue pill. Because you lot are on the red pill. I can't, I can't be with you. This is mad. Listen, your genius let you down. <laughs> your genius, if you were. You know, it's funny down. because um, when, on the way here, I was obviously watching the footage of him in the White House talking to Donald and they actually oh my god so basically they were in the White House mm -hmm. and they were filming and as they were filming they um, were they zoomed in on Kanye using his phone and they mm. could literally see him typing in the passcode to the phone that everybody's focused on the fact that that's what he was doing in the white house oh my gosh so that's why i'm like yeah i'm out i've logged out this is stupid it's too it much make no sense where's kim yeah, yeah. Where's, so, where's kim when you need her oh she, sorry she's, on the internet doing news doing, you know <laughs> her legs akimbo just akimbo akimbo <laughs> <laughs> just like out there just <laughs> There you go, guys. In case you haven't seen it, this week I'm going to show you my fallopian tubes. Oh, gosh. So we've seen it. You've seen everything else. Okay, it's a Kim. sad, sad world. Thank you. But do you know what? Can I just say, on the subject of Kanye, mm. so the other evening, I can't remember where I was. Actually, I do remember where I was driving. I was driving to godforsaken South London. Anyway, so, yeah! I was, <laughs> so I was in my car. And um, I don't know which DJ it was um, on the radio playing like loads of Kanye um, mm. records. And then they played, they dropped da, 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 wait till I get my money. Like, See, you can't know even what? listen to these songs about what getting vexed. gets me vexed. Do you know what a jam that is? I know. That is an absolute jam. Do you know I start getting goose pimples? That's my heart, man. That song is legendary I've got to up. You, you, let me tell you something there's certain times when I'm just like <laughs> well I have to sing it as my theme music <laughs> you know when you look oh. at your bank account <laughs> you're in <laughs> you're in Celine you're looking at your yeah. bank account oh, you I can't get the handbag one day but you're just like <laughs> it's gonna be right Kanye told me wait till I get my money <laughs> oh yeah I'll no, be able to buy that Celine bag and still have change left over <laughs> everything the lyrics that's when you know what that's when Kanye was was you know obviously talking some truths but mm. I just you know just 
he's in the he's in the sunken place, yeah, man. Yeah, he hasn't been that Kanye for yeah. a while, so I'm I'm completely over him, and I'm not gonna stand for somebody just because they made some jams in the mm. past if they are literally doing and saying things that are harmful to you know people and dis harmful and disappointing to people that you know that look like them and are not in a position to have as loud a voice to. Do you know what I mean? Counteract that message, mm, that stupid mm. message that he now seems to be standing for. Make America great again. For when, whom? When your ancestors were enslaved, when? You tell me when. Mm, so stupid. But anyway, I wanted to talk about, we were going to talk about um, Bill Cosby last week, but obviously we couldn't record. But however, I did listen to... Um, I like your cons, Laura. Thank you, darling. Um, I listened to, um, remember Ed Lover? From your own TV oh, rats yeah, back in the day. Guy. Yeah, he's got yeah. his own podca podcast called Come On Son. Mm -hmm. So he was talking about the aftermath of um, Bill being convicted and blah, mm -hmm. blah, blah. And it was really disturbing to hear because all he kept talking about was the fact that, you know, Bill meant a lot to everybody and blah, blah, blah. Oh, this is what he was pissed at. Amber Rose apparently wished death on Bill Cosby and he was angry with her for saying that. But his concern was more based on the fact that Bill has kind of inspired a generation to go to university and higher education and blah, blah, blah. Mm. And I'm like, I'm listening to him and I'm thinking to myself, you need to be angry at Bill because what he, he was doing was, down. yeah, exactly. He was comparing the fact that people haven't treated Harvey Weinstein and Roman Polanski in the same way. Do you know the thing as that's Bill. ironic? About but the thing that is, argument. is like, the irony in that for me is like we know exactly how the system, the system works. works and how it treats black men and black women. We know that so whatever we do, it. it's going to be different. Yeah. I think Bill basically got ahead of himself, was like, you know, I've got a bit of money, I've got a bit of power, I must be just like the white men. That no, you're not like them. But the thing is, do these people that run this argument on behalf of Bill, yeah. have they read some of the things that Bill has written about the state of black America? But this is it. The, the they, same they, industry. Have they to some of the, the speakers? Right. that Bill went around and the around The same industry and that Ed Lover about. represents, which is hip-hop, he ain't been too kind to either one of to you even, lot. I'm not, it's over... not even about hip-hop. I'm talking about, like, generally, mm. black working-class America. Bill Cosby has shamed them, mm. has has told them that they that it, it, their, their um, circumstance and situation is their fault, mm. that they should stop looking at what the white man does and what the white man is doing and what the white man has done to them, mm. and they should essentially pull themselves up by their bootstraps. Mm. That's bloody fallacious argument. And then come now, when Bill's in this pickle, you people are standing for the man that had those, those viewpoints. Thoughts, yeah. So... so how does that work? He doesn't believe in that argument, people. So why are you running it for him? <laughs> you don't believe that. It's like you're caping for someone that just looked at you with complete disdain and disgust, and I don't understand it. And you can feel a way about, you know, Amber Rose saying what she said, but at the end of the day, the only person that ruined Bill Cosby's legacy was Bill Cosby. The white man did not tell Bill Cosby to put drugs into people's drinks mm -hmm. and then to sexually assault them. Mm -hmm. He did that off of his own back. Mm -hmm. So as much as we want to talk about Harvey Weinstein in comparison to Bill, yes, we know that's unfair, but at the same time, Bill put himself in that predicament. Mm -hmm. He messed up his own legacy. And you know the thing is as well, the point about it as well is once again, the focus is not on the victim, stroke victims in these kind of cases. Yeah. Once again, we're, we're talking about woe, woe be the, the perpetrator and look what's happened to him and look what's happened to people that supported him. But people aren't thinking about, imagine the lives of the, the, the victims, mm -hmm. imagine the lives of the families of the victims and stuff like that and what's happened to them. Nobody, no, no, nobody's thinking about that. <laughs> Someone just kissed my neck. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> I might have liked it. <laughs> I might have liked it. <laughs> hey, Damon, we are going to break into that um, tuck shop you've got there. So breaking into it. I'm going to work out it's how so to loud. load it into my car. Spray it up. Come back tomorrow. This whole shop is going to be empty. We will not be promoing it on this podcast. <laughs> okay?
<laughs> we will I've all, dance. I've all taken videos already and be like, oh, it's really nice. <laughs> it's nice, isn't it? I'm back to them, look. But it's nice. <laughs> Can't hold a grudge for no man, no woman. Right. Oh, <laughs> no. <laughs> no! No, 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 look, free advertising, you know. <laughs> Okay, sorry, that was um, our cat. So, not no, doing no. it! Oh my god, it's so hard. Okay, no. we're gonna move on. Let's move on. I wanna talk about commitment. Right, so commitments to friendships. <laughs> Just commitment in general. So, looks, basically, a, looks over at Ace. Will Smith, who has like the most amazing Instagram page I ever love Will in Smith life. On Instagram. Um, clearly, he doesn't run it, which is probably the best thing. Just give it to somebody Does he else. Not? Who's got time? You think Will Smith has got time to put together all them slideshows and, you know, those clips and everything? There's no I way he's like doing he's, that. But I feel like he's the creative director of well, it. Well, yeah, but yeah. I'm sure he's got some intern who's just sitting there just piecing everything together, editing and... Oh, yeah, no, I, yeah. I reckon someone else does the editing and stuff, but I, I reckon he will, he will have oh, yeah, the creative ideas. Oh, yeah, he's got, of course, And yeah. I think the post, like, the words afterwards would be his. Probably, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah, he's definitely got some young Oh, yeah, definitely, definitely. He must have better whiz. things to do than do Of course, of yeah, but it looks amazing, so well done to you. Um, so, for his 50th, happy birthday, Will. Happy birthday. He um, jumped out of a helicopter did like a bungee jump not doing don't it. know if you saw that nope it's amazing he's just on this thing where he's just going to try as many things as possible mm-hmm. so he's for his 50th 50th he did that so after his jump he then spoke about how if you're going to do something mm-hmm. you need to commit to it like you've made the decision just commit yeah. so it just got me thinking like how seriously do we actually take commitment because as much as i'm not doing no bungee jump out no Aeroplanes, like everybody has their thing that they have to commit to. Mm. But I think a lot of the times, we there's things that we want to do, mm. but we procrastinate so much. I'm so bad at that. That we we just so we just we just half we half thought it. What is yeah. that about? You like know, we're funny capable. So why is it we're like in out in out? Yeah, you know, I think we yeah I think we become complacent, and I think um, kind of like life takes over. But I have to say, like, shout out, shout out to, to, to um, you know, my friendship group. Because I think recently we've been in a period whereby we had, I mean, I know we have because we've sat down and actively talked about it and created like a WhatsApp group. And you know me, I don't like WhatsApp groups. Mm. Um, <laughs> we have committed, we have recommitted to being friends to each other. Okay, we what, have what sense? What do you mean? Did you feel like you weren't being as that we okay? So like not friendly, but being as I don't know, sisterly. Yeah, because I mean, be. we, we're we're always as friends, mm. so we're always going to be friendly, and you know, we talk and we get together for birthdays and things like that. But we had a Friday evening at. Um, so my friend Charlene's house, shout out Char. Mm. This would be a test to see if you listen to this podcast. Um, actually, I'm going to drop it in the group. Um, so we had a Friday evening there and it was really good and it was nearly um, full attendance in terms of the group. But we really spoke about how we need to be there for each other more because, you know, separately we all go through things, you know, hard days at work, mm. hard periods in life, um, down days down months you know and sometimes we just go through it get through it and then they see your smiling face again right, right. whereas we needed to, we we recognize that we could be there for each other in the midst of it and help each other through it mm. and um also we felt like you know we needed to kind of celebrate ourselves more as well tell each other about things that we're doing not just at the catch-ups but you know as they're happening in real time and so we made this whatsapp group and it's been really nice and you know i'm you know me i'm horrible at whatsapp i'm Mm. horrible (laughs) at whatsapp but um i have to say it's it's comforting knowing that the group exists it's nice being able to say oh you guys guess what you know i'm like for instance just recently at work I'm booked and busy and my diary's looking buff um being able to say that and you know Shah talking about signing and a new signing that she's done and Carla talking about you know her stuff and then my friend Shan had a, like a really bad day mm. um at work 
um, to do with a child. She works, she's a teacher, and so her being able to express that on there, and just, you know, things like that has been um, really nice. But ultimately, the reason why I bring it up is because I think it, it does fall under the header of what you're saying, because we recognise the need to recommit, not commit, to recommit mm. to being friends, because we are friends. So that title already exists, but if you're not doing it, if you're not really doing it, you're just, it's just there. If you're not really doing it, if you're not picking up that phone and whatever, and you're not doing it, or you're not actively nourishing that friendship, then it's just like, yeah, it just exists because you just said it did back in the 80s. <laughs> you know? <laughs> it's just, that's the only reason why it's, it's, it's continuing to exist. Yeah. So, um... Yeah, that's been good. But I, I realised, like, and, you know, but I've said this to you, Lara, about the stuff that you do, especially to do with your fitness, since I've witnessed you doing it. One thing that I do admire is your commitment to it. Like you say, oh, I'm going to do this, this, that stairwell thing that just sounded like a, a nightmare. <laughs> it was a nightmare. nightmare. I haven't done it since. <laughs> Sometimes I'm coming home, I've got one flight of steps to go up in my, my flat, like split level to go up one flight. Of I'm just like, huh? Like, okay. What's this? <laughs> one this, time was enough. It's too much. You ran up how many levels, flights? 42. Come um, on, it's just making me feel floors. upset. <laughs> <laughs> He's upsetting me. So just that level of commitment to that, mm, um, mm. and even in your new stuff, your personal training stuff, that journey and just like saying I'm doing it and doing it properly, not on that, on that cut corners business, like, oh, mm. yeah, 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 I'm doing it. No, I'm doing the exams, I'm doing the training. I'm not going to put myself out there until I've done it, like... To be honest with you, not a lot of people do things like that. Mm. People, like, I'm te- I bear witness to it. People's forever <laughs> cutting corners and... <laughs> just sliding this way and sliding that way. And then no just one messing up along yeah. the way. I think with me, because... Now, we're kind of old school, yeah. But I just... I didn't want to be... Okay, when I decided to do the personal training thing, like, I could have been like a lot of people, especially on social media, and mm. just took people's money and just yeah. trained them yeah but i really i have a lot of pride in myself when i say look look when i'm going to do something i want to do it, do it properly. and i want to do it properly mm-hmm. i want my clients to look at me and know she knows what she's talking about yeah. i can see that when she opens her mouth the knowledge is there yeah and that isn't to say i'm not obviously down in anybody that chose not to take the route that i took mm. i just feel like sometimes we are quite lazy in the fact that we think that we know it all Mm-mm-mm. when there are other avenues and there are other ways of kind of informing yourself and making yourself knowledgeable about the things that you do. Mm. I'm still learning, even though I've, obviously I've, I'm qualified now, I'm still learning. It, does, yeah. it doesn't stop at, okay, you've qualified now, now you know everything. No, yeah. like I, I actually enjoy the learning process. Yeah. I want to learn, I, I'm, I, you know what I mean? I want to fill myself up with as much knowledge yeah. as possible. That's like me with law. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, it's like, and I think as well, it makes you a more well-rounded person. And actually, mm. in the field, any field that you're in, it's a bit of a competition. You mm. always need to be a little bit more knowledgeable than mm. the next person. Mm. So I don't want to put myself at a handicap because I just decided I, I know it all. I don't need to learn anything yeah. more. So I'm, if I'm in this, I'm going to stay committed to this. If there's a new technology out there that I need to learn in order to progress, I'm going to learn it. Yeah. yeah. You know, you know. Funny enough, um, that that attitude that you have towards your, you know, what is essentially your profession now. Mm. Sometimes I, you're right. Sometimes it is. I, I, that is commitment. And sometimes I see that lacking in in people like. I don't want to tear down anyone. <laughs> but, you know, sometimes when I see some... Okay, for example, when you have young music artists, mm. young professionally and also young in age. Yeah. So when I say young professionally, like they haven't, they haven't necessarily reached the heights that we know are available to mm. them yet. And then, unfortunately, they're kind of the way I see it, still straddling maybe mm. a different kind of lifestyle. I classify that as not being committed mm. to themselves because, and I'm not saying, oh, it's easy, 
to move away from one lifestyle into another. But yeah. but it is possible though. Yeah, yeah. You've got to Lots give up. of people have done it. Yeah, you've like, got to give up some stuff. You've got to, yeah. if, if you if you're saying you want to be this, you've got to commit to this. Mm. And that's when I talk and I you know, obviously in the advisory kind of side of what I do with people that I meet, not inside and outside of law. That's one thing that I keep drumming into it. Mm. And it's you know you know who really taught me about it? It's my brother. Mm. My, one of my brothers said to me ages and ages ago you just got to be about it Shez <laughs> said to me you just got to no, be about real. it everything you do has got to be about it mm. so and what he's essentially saying is you've got to commit to the cause if you're saying you want to be and I do if you want to be excellent as your craft you want to walk into a courtroom and know you lot can't test me on this area of law mm, mm. <laughs> like this is client. it you've got to walk in there like you got to oh, commit to it. She knows her stuff. Right. So there's times when... You can always tell when someone's dying because they're, like, stuttering, beads I mean. of sweat, busting out and everything. That's it's what like, I mean. You're not and about it. There's times I want to be elsewhere. There's times I want to be doing stuff. And, you know, there's times mm. I, my job makes me sick, to, sick to the back teeth of it. But I'm committed to it. Yeah. I've realised that as much as... The, I, don't, I want to leave. I'm mm. leaving. I'm committed to it. I think and as well, you get job satisfaction as well. I think that helps with the commitment because it makes you see like, okay, all the hard work that I've put in, yeah. all the, the learning that I've done, yeah. I can see now. It coming to yeah. something. Yeah. And you get that little buzz like, oh God, I've just yeah. won this case. Yeah. You know, yeah. the judge gave me a, you know, an amazing review of how yeah. I kind of you know, put the case, presented my case, yeah. your case. My, in my case, it's Lynn my clients or people that I've trained come up to me and like, oh my God, that was really good. Yeah. Wasn't expecting that. Yeah. See, that's, that's, as long as you're doing that, as long as you keep getting affirmations, you're doing the right thing, man, I'm telling you. Yeah. But that's what, that's what, so coming back to your question of commitment, I mm. do feel as though sometimes it is a fading art because commitment is an art, actually. To be committed to something or to be a committed person is, is an art. There's mm. an art to it. it. It takes discipline. It takes strength. It takes courage. You've mm. got to be brave sometimes because you've got to turn your back on maybe something else. Yeah. And so going back to that music example, that's one thing that I do preach and encourage to people that are saying they're stepping into something. You've got to be committed to it, bruh. It might, it might mean you've got to turn your back on certain people. Mm. It may, that yeah, may be for definitely. a short term. It may be for a long yeah. term, maybe forever. I, yeah, I would definitely say, like, last year, last year was mad for me. I was just I was talking to Sade, actually, about two days ago. And I was saying to her, I was sitting there the other day just thinking about 2017 and mm. how much I actually did in that year. Mm. And I actually deliberately dropped out two friends, proper mm. close friends of mine. Mm. And I think to myself, if those two people were still in my life, there is no way I would have mm. been able to do, to achieve what I, what I achieved. Yeah. Because both of them are very consuming people. Yeah. Very selfish. Yeah. hear that. Very much about them. And I just think to myself, sometimes that's part of the commitment as well because you need to decide, am I going to commit more time to myself and Mm -hmm. for what I need to do Mm -hmm. or am I going to commit my energy to people who suck the lifeblood out of me? And sometimes you don't even realise that that is what you're currently doing with certain people around you because you're so used to kind of doing that. So that's another form of commitment, be committed that's what commitment is, actually. It Being is. committed to yourself. You got, that's what, you know what? I was Damn just it. about to land on that. The point is, the biggest commitment and the best commitment you mm. can ever make is to yourself. God damn. And again, it comes back to what I do, what, what I say when I'm giving talks. And I, sometimes when I give talks, especially to young women, mm. this is what I say. Because you see, when you're committed to yourself... Mm. It's very difficult to be swayed you know, into foolishness. It's very difficult yeah. to be swayed. Because I'm committed to myself. I, I'm committed to myself in the extent... I mean, <laughs> you see mm. certain conversations that I have with people. I'm just not standing for you being like that towards <laughs> me. I'm just not going to have it. Because I'm committed to myself. Mm. I've, 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 I've put myself up to here. This is where I want you to reach in terms of the way that you interact with me. Whether it be professionally, friendship otherwise and I'm committed to that as a standard and that's where it's going to be if you fall short of that oh well it can't work (laughs) you know 
that's that because you're committed to yourself and sometimes you have to commit to yourself in those ways because it's it's for your own sanity literal mm. sanity for your own self care you've got to commit to yourself yeah, as well mental health awareness day i think that comes into it definitely be committed to your self-care yeah which will in turn assist your mental health to being in a good space mm -hmm. so that you can progress and do what you need to do for yep. you yeah because the rest of it definitely. is just bullshit i'll tell you that much um sorry to end on that swearing note <laughs> but, but swearing. i just had to get to the point so as i was saying to you obviously we'll did this this bungee jump mm -hmm. is there something that you would do on a big milestone birthday that is as outrageous as that or something that you've always wanted to do but never really like i don't really know take a sabbatical and travel the world yeah yeah that'd go on the nice. biggest road trip ever yeah that's what amazing. i would love to do i'd love to do that i'd love to just you know, like work up to it, stack dough, because mm. I, I ain't talking about glamping. <laughs> I'm talking about going around in some semblance of style, <laughs> um, you know. Um, but no, actually, there'll be some parts where you yeah. could get all outdoorsy and stuff, but there'll be some parts where you don't want to, but that would be something that I want to do to do for myself mm. with, you know, with, with somebody that, you know, I really enjoy their company and all yeah. the rest of it. Um, but yeah, that's, I know that's not really outrageous. Maybe the, the, the kind of outrageous part of it is just for somebody like me who mm. doesn't really do that. Like literally saying, I'm just, taking a year out yeah, of work forget everything to do else. that. I'm just going to go. Yeah. I'm just going to, yeah. um, totally understand that. I would. Okay. So I wouldn't bungee jump like Will, Hell no. but I would like to do, and I wanted to do it last year. Skydive. Yeah. You're getting on my nerves. <laughs> But the tandem one, so the tandem is with So you an think I'm going to be on your back? Oh, okay. No, no, no. <laughs> Listen, I wouldn't rely on you anyway. I've been telling the you to pull the cord and you'd be screaming so much that you forget to pull the cord and we would just crash to our death. Oh, but I did, I did actually want to do that last year for my birthday, but the company that was set up um, when I went to Langkawi, they were actually closed around Good. that period. Good. I'm glad they were closed. So I was like, really upset about that. <laughs> I really, I still want to do it. I would never bungee jump because the idea of having a piece of... Because the thing is with a bungee jump, once you jump out, you go down, then, because it's elastic, Same. you Forget go straight back up again. Forget all that. And then you'd so be the, just do, like, doing bouncing. Wait, you're just Look bouncing, <laughs> bouncing, bouncing. <laughs> Look, yeah. even talking about it is making me uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I'm like... Watch, I was watching Will, I'm like, Will, you're still bouncing, bruv. And he's no like, yeah, way. he's loving it. No way. And um, a friend of mine actually did it. And he's a very much an adrenaline junkie. Mm. And he posted the video of him about to jump. I've never seen somebody walk to the edge of something so enthusiastically oh, gosh, no. in my entire life. He no. was like, like he couldn't wait. He'd even check to see whether or not <laughs> the elastic was tied to his foot properly. You know what you're doing then? Double checks. Like, let me just make sure, because I don't know you people yet. Let me just, is this tight enough? Is this, is this regulation? I just want to make sure. He just, he just ran to the edge and then he just jumped off by himself. So I was messaging him. I'm like, what is wrong with you? No way. So it's like, yeah, but you want to do the tandem thing. And I'm like, yeah, that, that's because I have an instructor on my back. And you have a parachute. And I have a parachute. So if, we, if, he, if I go, he's going to go as well. He's going to mm, make mm, sure, mm. you know. And there's an emergency parachute. Right, exactly. So parachute. there you go. So I feel like I'm okay with that. And I like the idea of floating down rather than... Actually, boing, you know, oh, when you start boing, saying that, you're making yeah. the skydive sound possible right possible so then you can be you see life. like the difference between the two so yeah. that was my idea so i would i still want to do that so i'm still looking into doing that mm. um possibly i could do it this coming my birthday's in december i could do it then mm -hmm. but i don't want i didn't want to do it in this country that's why i wanted to do it while i was on holiday somewhere yeah. nice and hot can you imagine like floating down to a nice tropical beach somewhere mm. instead i'm gonna do it here and land on what cow shit or something <laughs> <laughs> so Cow that packs. was just like a no-no <laughs> so anyway so i was supposed to discuss this with you in the car before we got in here but i wanted to kind of introduce a new segment to the show Ooh. i thought to myself hang on shez and i've been around for a while you know like we right, took, like pulling us old. using us i'm just saying we've been around for a bit you know <laughs> we've got some knowledge and stuff to give so mm -hmm. I wanted to kind of do a segment where your segment is called The Legal Eagle. Okay. So just like little tidbits of advice that you 
would give to people something you know when you like doing your job mm -hmm. and you come across something and you're like this is really basic why don't people know this mm. that kind of advice not mm. no long kind of you know complicated mm -hmm. this mm -hmm. that and the third mm -hmm. and rare just really just basic stuff that people don't know because I, I also feel that a lot of the times people forget about the basics of things mm. skip over that mm. go to the most complicated thing and then they find themselves in trouble because they didn't do the basics yeah so yeah so i wanted to give you a legal eagle corner mm -hmm. and i obviously because i do pt my corner was called fits you so fits to give you tidbits of advice so how can i get my butt up? yeah <laughs> things like that you know little, little bits okay so. so can i expand my one not just yeah. from, not just um from from legal as in law but mm. there is a lot that we can talk about because you know I'm a bit of a law nerd like I listen to legal podcasts <laughs> but not not from the UK but just like more like just in general yeah, all, all around the world yeah. but also crime-based podcasts from mm. all around the world and um I love that kind of stuff so I think I can make the 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 topic expansive if you want it about law but also mm. one of the things that I am keen and always do talk about, and this is some of the stuff that you know you advise people about. It's on what we've spoken about today: mm. commitment and how is it that you can go from <laughs> maybe you know working class background, housing estate mm. into one of the most prestigious professions in this country. Mm -hmm. Because I mean, that's a journey, and it's not. But you know, I'm not unique, mm. but. The people that I meet, people that have been successful in different businesses and industries, there are definitely um, there are definite parallels in the things that they do, how they conduct themselves, how they do those things that they do, and that would definitely be something that I can touch upon each mm, week. Definitely in, that, in my in my legal corner. Mm. Mm -hmm. Love that, love that. Okay, so it's called Legal Eagle, so we're going to expand on that next week. Um, mine will be called Fits You, Fits darling. You. So, what would I give it advice? I would say, try not to run before you can walk. I've had quite a few clients, and I'm training, and I literally say to them, okay, I want you to do, I want you to do um, um, a bicep curl. Mm. I want you to give me 10. So they'll go for it mm. and they'll do the bicep curl and then they'll see somebody else who's got a heavier bar mm. who's probably going for longer mm. and then they do this thing of, oh, I can't do it. Mm. And I'm like, but you just did it. Mm. Yeah, but look at that person over there. Why are you watching this person yeah. over there? And it's like, they want to be able to do all of these things. Yeah. At, you know, at top, top level mm. before they've even given their own body a chance to even get to that level. Yep. So my advice, my advice for, for everyone, actually, who are thinking of, you know, attempting some sort of fitness program yeah. is to give your body a chance. I think we live in a society where we're very hard on our bodies mm. without realising there's a process to everything. You will get to where you need to be. You will get to your level. Yeah whatever that may be but for now let's start at the level that you are at and let's build on that yeah and that is it yeah. so just be patient with your body you will get there i've yeah. had so i can't even believe like this week i've had so many clients saying then they don't know each other they're just all saying i'm like what is going on mm. and i'm like you think usain bolt was able to run 10 seconds the minute he popped out mm. you know yeah yeah i get you there's a process there's to that process my man to had it. to do actually if, if any of you are listening, if you go on to um, YouTube and if you watch, I think there's a documentary about Usain Bolt, which mm. is really interesting, and just watch how um, just watch how he talks about his training. And first of all, he says it's a very lonely sport because mm. it it's just him, him one against the clock. He doesn't have any team members behind him or anything like that. Mm -hmm. It's just literally him. And also as well, he's a bit of a, an anomaly in the sense that he's not really built for sprinting. Right. In fact, his favourite race is a 400 metres. Right, okay. Because he's tall, he's got long legs, obviously he can just get around the track. Very long legs. Yeah, exactly. So 
he shouldn't either. The, the standard for a sprinter, for a man, is someone who's like five foot ten. Oh, right. Fairly quite well, not too stocky, but, you know, quite muscular, like a powerhouse person. Mm. And as we know, Usain is like six foot three, six foot four, long legs, long arms, just long everything. Even the way that he runs mm. apparently is technically a mess. He rocks about quite a bit. His, mm. his start is terrible. Where he makes up for it is around about the 30, 40 meter mark where he can just use his, leg, his leg speed his legs, and blah, blah, yeah. blah. So I think, actually, it's not a Usain Bolt. Is it a Usain Bolt? But there's Michael Johnson. He's on there. Mm. And I think he he's based at this like kind of specialist athlete's um, technical place where they you know they studied this and he was literally you know watching a video of you saying and breaking it down yeah. how he runs and yeah. he was like his running is actually a mess right and then when you see you're like right he is rocking like his shoulders are up at his neck and he mm. is doing this and he's doing that so all of these things like he's actually had to correct some of them he will always have because that's just the way he runs yeah. but other things he's had to correct and this is the man who is the fastest man on the planet mm. so when i say to people do not worry because at one point usain was at probably at a level where he just thought this oh, is not for this me this ain't for me like yeah. my guy over there is five foot ten is perfect height and perfect build yeah i'm not running like that i'm so please ladies and gents give your bodies a chance to get there yeah you will get there in the end so that's yeah. my my little tidbit of okay. that so yeah. my my legal thing or, so today the legal thing is going to be um, for any professional yeah. any professional one of the things that I've realised um, not that I've realised but that I advocate about is um, networking mm. but networking properly um, because law much like many other industries is super competitive Yeah, super competitive and at the bottom end people trying to get in it's you know, the numbers are ridiculous compared to the number of spaces there are maybe in barristers' chambers or in solicitor firms, that people that are coming out of law school are outstripping those numbers oh, wow. by hundreds. Whoa. Yeah, yeah. So um, it's super, super competitive. So how do you set yourself apart from your contemporaries when you're trying to break into an industry that you're not yet in and you don't know anything about all you've got are grades. Yeah. You've got to network. You've literally got to... And, and, and I, I, I preface this by saying it's something that I didn't do. Mm. So I recognise that my... Um, every step I took into my profession was blessed because they were, they, were like, they were like moonwalks. The people that I met along the way and where they kind of like shunted me to and the little bits of nuggets that I only needed really one person to tell me to take forward I yeah feel, i feel blessed but now i see that it's a much more competitive playing field and that one of the things that will set set you apart from your contemporary is effectively who you know not in the place of talent mm. not in the place of of grades but in the place of where your talent and your grades are equal to another person one thing that does get you perhaps through a door is knowing someone having met them before being able to draw upon that before yeah. on that that previous meeting or that familiarity or having seen somebody at an event and mm. things like that it you know ha that that's just the truth of it so i would say for people who want to get into um industries especially quite um uh, competitive industries especially where you perhaps don't come from a background that's necessarily your background is necessarily you know you know you don't you don't really know people in that industry you've got to network 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 you've mm. got to go to events you've got to find um you know different are stick, sticking with law find different legal groups that you may be interested in like for you know young fraud lawyers or you know sports british sports law association and things right, like right, that right. Find out the events that they have, especially the free mm. events. If you know, if your pocket's not really there, go to those events, meet people, know how to introduce yourself mm. to people, to be able to say, "I'm a student." Mm. 
or I've just graduated, or I'm about to finish law school, or I'm currently seeking pupillage, be able to introduce yourself with your chest at these networking yeah. events, not sort of just scurrying around or hiding in the shadows, kind of watching people. That's not networking. Being able to go up to people and introduce yourself, and being able to, to ask, to, to being able to show that you're looking for an opportunity Without, without outright maybe saying, what can you do Give for me? Give me a job. Yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> sometimes, sometimes that, that, that's yeah, not it's necessarily... It's off-putting yeah, as well. It's, like... it's off-putting. I've seen it in mm. action. Sometimes it can be off-putting. But being able to say, you know, I'm currently looking for, I'm currently looking for a pupillage. I'm really interested in this. I've applied to these chambers. Do you know anybody that maybe is in that area of law? Can you give me sort of, you know, what would be your, your top tip in terms of advice, asking someone that so they know they only have to give you one thing, whereas rather than cornering them and, you know, really trying to say, what have you got for me? I really need this, yeah. I really need that, which can be quite off-putting. So I would say networking is a must, is a must to familiarise yourself also with the playing fields that you're trying to get into and the people that operate on those playing fields. Network, network, network. And also... They say network is your net worth. Definitely, definitely. Yeah. I, listen, I have people all the time that can call upon me and say, oh, I'm looking for this. Do you think you'd be able to... Because I know them now, not mm. just like cold callers. And, um, you, know, you, meet, once, you know, you meet people at all different levels that mm. might be able to push you into different directions or give you different thoughts about things that you, you know, you may not have thought about yourself. Mm. So it, 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 it is really worth it. But it also has to be done, um, you know, there's networking, there's going to every single party, shaking people's hands, and then that, that's it. That's, that's not enough. Mm -hmm. You've got to introduce yourself. You've got to make yourself memorable. Make yourself known for the right reasons For the right well. reasons, get to know people it's not there's no point just being like oh i went to this really great event at so so and so mm. i mm. Who, did you, who did you meet there oh so and so was on the panel did you speak to them mm. no i didn't speak well you didn't network <laughs> you went out didn't it <laughs> you had a good old time you shook your leg and then you went home right yeah. so i would say um one one particular lesson that people should should do because you don't always get the breaks without mm. it is to network your little asses off absolutely um, yeah so i quite like that segment now good we're gonna do it regularly now because yeah, i, I got, think i got best stuff to say yeah <laughs> me too okay so let's go into the last segment of shady corner versus you are the light. I feel like we've shaded quite a few people at the start of the show. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to shade. I'll tell mm. you who's going into my shady corner. Mm. There's a set of podcasters. All right, yeah. Mm -hmm. Right? Let's talk a about it. A set of podcasters who rhyme with but the bat. <laughs> <laughs> Their podcast <laughs> rhymes yeah. with but the bat mm. who act like they don't really know they got us sisters, sister post but they're podcast. treating us like stepsisters. So, really? to be, it's not even Adopted. stepsisters. That's what I'm saying. Orphans. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. With the hand <laughs> movements. So, they're going in my shady corner. I'm not even going to say their names. So, Yemi, Face, <laughs> Cayman, and P. <laughs> He's gonna be vexed when you said that. I'm P. Well, I'm gonna be Peter. <laughs> Are all in Shady Corner. If you don't want to come out of Shady Corner, you better approach us. Find us what. Find out why we're upset. We will explain to you. You then make it up to us. Dinner must be included. Drinks must be included. Some kind of gift because you know I like gifts. You know I like gifts. Um, yeah then we can talk about it. Then we can be friends again. <laughs> then we can say your name on our podcast again. But the bat. <laughs> but the but bat. bat. <laughs> so that's my shady corner. <laughs> I actually haven't got anyone to put in shady corner for once. Okay, so let's just move on to You Are The Light. So earlier on we were talking about 
um, Brett Kavanaugh and all this nonsense with, uh, you know, just the state of, you know, sexual assault and rape culture and blah, blah, blah. So mm. as much as we've, we've been running men, I do have to big up the ones that are actually allies and kind of acknowledging the fact that they've been working from a place of privilege and mm. they actually need to pr protect women and hiring people like Brett and, you know, voting in somebody like Donald Trump isn't just damaging to women, it's damaging to men as well. So I want to put, um, I want to say a big you are the light to my son, who is a rapper, who, along with other men, stood outside the White House protesting and saying that we need to protect women, mm. having somebody like Brett Kavanaugh representing men you know, and saying that this is what the country is about, this is what the law, the highest law in the land kind of represents, mm. to me, or to him rather, is abhorrent. Mm. He, he also said, you know, we need to, as men, come together and recognise the fact that we've been living in a, 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 a rape culture state. And he said, I don't leave myself out of that. I'm sure mm. there are probably times where I've made a woman feel really uncomfortable without even thinking about... Yeah. Let me even tell you a story about yeah. how, yeah, go he on. He was like, you know, very much, you know, we have to kind of acknowledge these things and don't hide away from them because we can't change them. And the, the, the fact that he put himself in there, he wasn't all preachy-preaching, saying, you men over there, you've done this, you've done that. He's like, nah, I'm sure I've made a woman feel really uncomfortable by just being, like, overly, you know sexual with her when you know not even thinking about whether or not she likes this type of you know advancement on her and blah 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 mm -hmm. so i want to big him up i also want to big up um what's his name that oh that good the rapper what is his name uk rapper no us what is his name oh jesus christ but he was more or less saying the same thing oh i can't even talk about this without even remembering the guy's name i'm always is he mainstream Vic Mensa, that's it. Okay. So Vic Mensa, he um, apparently was talking about, you know, the young um, rapper Triple um, X Tentacion, mm -hmm. who was killed a couple of months back. And I don't know if you know, like, he had a domestic violence charge yeah. um, against him. I think he um, assaulted his girlfriend, mm. who's now the mother of his child. And I think Vic actually basically went on the record and said, made a speech about you know, not kind of like having this guy as a martyr or kind of like not recognising the fact that this was quite a violent person, yeah. blah, blah, blah. And I think he said that speech and the mum of the rapper, Triple X at Tentacion, was really upset because I think he said it at some awards show and she was there. So he recently came online and said, look, I apologise to the mother. I didn't realise that she was in the audience. However, I do stand by what I say. Friends, yeah. yeah, because we do have a culture in hip-hop, particularly, where we haven't been particularly great to women. We don't, you know, we haven't respected them. We, you know, we disrespect them on the highest level, blah, blah, blah. And this needs to stop. So again, he included himself in that because I think he had a charge against him as well. Um, a former girlfriend of his, I think he must have choked her or something like that. So it's like, and this is the difficulty as well, and it's like you have to acknowledge your wrongdoing as well if mm. you're going to call out other men. Mm. So I really respect my son and Vic Mensa for doing that, and I will forever you know, put you guys into the light for doing that because mm. I think if you're going to lead the way, lead by example, and yeah. then other men will probably do the same. Yeah. Can, can yeah. I just tell you a story how... I don't know if men don't understand that the world can be a scary place for a woman. Mm. And I, t I, t I tell you how, how, how men, you can just maybe not make it so scary. So if you see a woman walking in heels in, on a dark South London street, mm. when it's dark, don't just pull up your car next to her and wind down your window, oh, and you and, you and your, you and your, your front friend, seat passenger yeah. start saying some shit. Mm. That's fucking scary. Mm. Excuse my language. That's scary mm. as shit, mm. okay? They don't think about it. Then, that. number two, yeah. that car pulls away. <laughs> so, I've crossed the road, because yes, I am talking about me. <laughs> I've crossed the road. Some other car with a, with a black guy driving, all black guys mm. driving, Beeping the horn, so obviously I've, I've looked, but then I've looked away because I can see it's. But I don't want to. I don't want to have no eye contact with you out here. Mm. <laughs> I ain't from these yeah, streets. Yeah. Um, so then, 
he pulls up, so, but we're on opposite sides of the road. He pulls up and then, oh my gosh, I was so scared. I was so scared. I'm not even going to lie to you. I was so scared. He started, it's like taking, taking, it's almost like taking stuff out of his front seat and throwing it to the back. Yeah. And listen, my friends know that I'm a bit dramatic at the best of times. And I always <laughs> think the worst of things. But honestly, I started feeling like, why is he doing just listen, the street yeah. was desolate, the street yeah, was yeah. dark. I was going back to where I'd parked my car, which foolishly was like on a dark street because it was, you know, it's it's residential. Yeah. So, um, and I had to go, I had to go like down down some kind of side bit as well where they had some building work erected. So it was like super dark for me to go that way. But when he started taking the stuff, it's almost like he was just throwing stuff from the front into the back. I didn't know whether one he was looking for something and he was going to run out the car with it. Or two, he's clearing space to try and, like, is he going to come out and bundle me in the car? I was shit scared. He mm. stopped. Mm. He's beeping me. I'm just, like, looking and I've looked away. And then he stopped where I'm going to be walking to. And then you're moving stuff. Like, that's scary, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's like, what, scary. Over head and fling me like, in the what's seat? going yeah. on? The way I did an about turn and I just started walking the other way yeah. and then I phoned a dude that I knew and I was just like, can you just stay on the phone with me mm. like now because I'm really, really scared mm. and I just like literally, I don't know what else to do. I'm really, really scared to stay on yeah, the phone with yeah. me. And then he was just like, oh, what, like, what, where's your car? Where are you? And I was telling him and he was like, no, no, what? I, said, I can't walk back that way. Yeah. Because he's still there. Yeah. He said, well, at least look. He said, mm. look, so you know, don't, because you've turned your back, just mm. look. And then I could see that the car had driven off up the road. And I said, right, it's gone far up the road. He said, right, quickly double back and get back to your car. Mm. And I did that. And I was, and then I got to my car and now I was shaking. Yeah. I was just like, because you don't know what's going to yeah, happen. Yeah. And you see, the point is, none of those men may have meant any harm. Okay. But this is the message for us. We don't know that mm. we don't have. 10 minutes to sit down and think about it because mm. in 10 in 10 minutes worse things happen, have happened yeah. and this is real life we're talking about so you know what even if you see somebody and you want to be complimentary or whatever save it mm. say it in your mind say a blessing for that person and mm. keep the fuck on driving mm. you cannot be stopping on some dark street where a woman is walking on her own and two men in a car are winding out the window and saying some saying some sexual sexy sexy shit no that you tell you telling me i'm sexy right now mm. means that all i'm thinking about in my head is that i'm on a dark street there's two men and they're both telling me that they see me as a sexual object yeah fuck that shit that's ha, do you am i supposed to feel happy by that am i supposed to feel complimented by that and then the second version of someone beeping and then pulling up Dude, am I? What do you think that I'm gonna be feeling? Safe? I always wonder, like, you know, when men catcall or they do things like that. Like, what is your success rate? Do we, do we like? Oh my god, are you talking to me? Let me jump in the front seat. Does that work? I just because the thing is, if it doesn't work, then you're wasting your time. Why? Why are you bothering? Don't do it. Don't do it. I, there's half of me that thinks... It's, a, know it's, it's just an ego thing for them. That's it. you know it's going to be scary. No. Tell the truth. Like, do you... Do you it's just like... <laughs> if, I, if, I'm a, if I'm a police officer yeah. and I know... Do you know what I mean? I know what, what, what maybe police stroke community relations are like in a certain area. And I'm, I'm a police officer riding with my police officer colleague in a, in a van. And I'm passing a, 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 maybe a young black boy knowing what... The, knowing what the social situations are, am I going to start winding down my window and start? To start? <laughs> that boy's going to be thinking in his even if I like his trainers. Yeah. That boy's going to be thinking, and it's not me. Maybe I'm like a, a white male police officer. <laughs> that boy's going to be thinking, oh, I'm about to be pulled over. They're not going to be thinking, oh yeah, maybe he's winding down the window to talk yeah, to me yeah, about. My, yeah. Like think about the, the the circumstance that you're in, even if your intentions are good. At 11, 10, 11, 12 p.m. at night with a lone woman and it's two of you, it's not going to come across as good. It's not going to make me feel sick. I don't know you from anywhere. And I'm sorry, but not enough has been done for me to feel like, oh, if I walk out on the street and I see two black, I'm going to be protected by those. Mm. Unfortunately, I, I, might, I might start thinking the opposite. I might start thinking the opposite when I see how certain men are moving. Yeah. I might start thinking the opposite. So, I mean, can we just think about that? Yeah. 
So anyway, shouts out to Vic Mensel. Shouts out to Vic Mensel. Is he tall and dark? No. He's very good looking though. Is um, he? Yeah. It's yeah. so funny because um, me and my friend Nick, <laughs> whenever, um, whenever he's posted on any of those blog sites or anything like that, it's like, you always write, okay, I, um, I know that he said a lot, but I wasn't listening. I was too busy just like, watching his mouth move and just, you know, she's the same way. So yeah, Vic Mensah and my son, who he's an activist anyway. He, um, if you go to our um, Instagram page, you can actually see what he says about, you know, the current state of affairs in America with, you know, Donald Trump and Brett Kavanaugh and just rape culture and just men in general and trying to st- change the status quo. Mm. which I as a woman fully appreciate like I said we say this all the time on this show we do need more allies absolutely Mm -hmm. and if men can kind of get it together I'm telling you boy we'll be less further away from a Gilead society um, society amen to that a more progressive society so on that note thanks again for listening we will be back hopefully next week um, with another show um, we're going to try and get some guests and things because we haven't done that in a while and just mm. try and just change up change up the things. So for now, this is Two Girls and a Mic. Two um, Girls and a Mic. Two Girls <laughs> and a Mic. We out. Bye. Bye.